It's time for another episode of Marketing Pains. The podcast about marketing for window treatment and awning companies. Learn what your colleagues are doing to keep their businesses thriving and growing and what tools you can use to expand your own business. Enjoy the view as window treatment marketing pros owner Will Hankey talks with industry experts digging into their marketing successes, learning how they're attracting more customers and getting you thinking about ways to marketing your own company. All right. Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode 21 of Marketing Pains. Uh, I am your host, Will Hankey. Excited to have you on today and excited for my guest, uh, Jessica Harling, uh, the owner behind the owner of Behind the Design specializes in people operations. From recruiting a perfect fit to training your next rock star, Jessica's team crafts the process that will develop employee employees' productivity to reach next level growth. Jessica is a fourth generation window covering specialist and was acknowledged in 2020 by uh, Vision Magazines as the top uh, 20 under 40. Uh, so very excited about that. Uh, we'll have to talk a little bit more about that uh, acknowledgement. Uh, with her background in people operations, Jessica and behind the design is on a mission to educate, engage, and evolve the design industry while developing a new generation of top talent. Jessica, thank you for being on today. Thank you. I am so excited to be here, Will. Awesome. Thank you uh, for, for jumping on. I, we had talked, uh, what was it, probably six or seven months ago at this point. Uh, and uh, and I, we've always kind of wanted to get around having you on and uh, finally was able to do that. So thank you for being here. Yeah, yeah. This is um, going to be a lot of fun today. Cool, cool. So let's jump in. Go ahead and uh, give me the two-minute elevator pitch about your company. <laughs> well, we build dream teams, and we do that in three ways. Um, either we can help businesses recruit that top talent, so do the upfront search and um, you know, really understanding the vetting process to get the right person in place, that unicorn we like to call them, um, or once they're in place, then and we can get them trained up. Um, you know, a lot of times owners will say, how, you know, can I get them trained if they don't have window covering experience or they don't have interior design experience? So we have the tools to make them successful regardless of what their background is. And third, it's putting those processes in place so that the employees can be successful because you need to be able to manage them. They need to be able to reach goals. They need to be productive. And we've got those tools to make sure that they're finding immediate traction once they're out of that training period. Love that. Uh, are you familiar with EOS? Yes. Uh, yeah. Huge fan. Of yeah. EOS. So we've implemented EOS. And obviously one of the big pieces of that is uh, not only finding the right people, but putting the right people in the right seats on yeah. the bus. Uh, that's a huge piece of any business that's growing correctly. And, and uh, I guess you can also help people identify when they have the right people in the wrong seat, right? Yeah, especially when we get into that process side of things, um, often in the first 30 days, I'm working with all of the employees to figure out, you know, what their challenges are, what they're successful at, but then bringing that back to the owner and saying, listen, if you just made these couple tweaks like a puzzle, then you'd have the perfect picture. But right now, you know, you got some missing pieces. Yeah, yeah. And, and probably 
more times than not, they already know to make those changes. They just haven't implemented, right? Right. Or they're fearful or, you know, something's holding them back. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. So you just help guide them through that process. Yeah. And I'm, I take more of a nuts and bolts approach. So a lot of the coaches out there are big picture theory. You know, I love my big picture, but what it leaves, you know, you wanting is okay, but what is that first next step? What is that actual action item that I can do? That's going to make the theory happen. I love that. I have a business coach too. And he's always asking me at the end of every coaching session, you know, okay, what are your next steps? Uh, and then documenting those and having those in front of you really gets the, the moves the needle forward, right? Yes, exactly. Love that. Awesome. Uh, so how long have you been in this profession uh, or in this business? And, uh, and, you know, I, I guess you're the owner. Would that be fair to say? Yeah. Yeah. The, <laughs> the owner, the ringleader. Okay. Um, we uh, have been in behind the design has been in business since 2018. I have been in the industry since 2010, the window covering and design industry. So okay. I have a very long passion and um, I'm actually fourth generation in window coverings. So you can say it's in my blood. That's awesome. And do you specifically work with window treatment? companies or is that kind of your niche or your specialty? Yeah, definitely um, our specialty, but we really work with anything in the interior design trade. So we work with furniture companies, flooring, um, window coverings, interior designers, um, anything like that. Okay. What about awnings? Awnings. Yeah. We have okay. several clients that do exterior shading and awnings. Yeah. 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 We have clients that are similar that have, you know, most of our clients are window treatment companies, but we also have a, a decent amount of awning companies mm -hmm. uh, that are, uh, that are doing quite well. So that's great. Um, so what got you into this particular field? So I was in a, a family business um, for um, eight years. And the, the thing that I loved about the family business is that they always gave me the opportunity to get out in the industry and meet people. And I went to several conferences a year, everything from IWCE to Exciting Windows to the network. There was always a conference that I was at. And what shocked me was every conference had the same challenging topics. How do you find someone? How do you train them? How do you get them to stay long-term? And I was a teacher before I got into this industry. So that was something that I was like, well, I know how to do that. I don't right? know how to do all those other things, you know, but I can teach on that. And it just became so apparent that there was such a need for this, that after talking to some of the family, my mom, my grandpa, you know, they were like, you really can help this industry, Jessica, you know, go for it. And, you know, we'll support you hundred percent. I love it. I love it. That's great. Um, so what is, um, what makes you different from similar businesses? So um, a big part of what we do is that nuts and bolts side, you know, we'll do the tangible things, the things that the business owners don't want to do, like creating the contracts and the procedures and all the necessary evils, um, but something that they don't have, quote, the time to do. Um, that's one side of it. And on the recruiting side is 
you know, we we have this rap in, in the recruiting world of oh, recruiters, they, they don't really get us. And I found that too, having managed this window covering business with a family, I tried a bunch of recruiters and they really didn't get us, even though I would educate them and this is what we got to do. So what I realized was recruiters, they've got 65, 75 people in their, their pocket every month that they're trying to to source for and trying to place. But for us, you know, we take a more holistic approach. So, you know, the business owner, they don't have time to do it the right way. And what leads them then down the path is they get the wrong person in the wrong yeah. seats. They just have this family member that just came in that's not productive. And so we take a step back, the holistic approach, and we guide them through every single step of the process where we become almost like their HR arm for them, as opposed to some random recruiter that is just going to get them a body and try to place them for a commission. You know, we, we don't even do those commission rates. It's just a flat fee because it's about the time and the results that we're producing. Got it. Got it. Uh, so um, who is, uh, who's a really good client for you? Like, uh, like maybe, and I don't even know how to define it. Do you define it by amount of revenue that they're making, uh, their uh, aggressiveness on how fast they want to grow. You know, what's a, what's a good sweet spot for you? So at a very um, baseline foundation is anyone in that design trade, they have to be able to design, they need to service the customer and install. So those elements um, are what we are very well-versed in, you know, I'm not going to be going towards a, a medical, you know, facility and, and helping them find doctors. That's, that's just not us. Sure. Um, but in terms of like volume and stuff like that, um, it really is dependent on the service. So recruiting and training, we could work with that business that's ready to hire their first person. That's 500,000 and bringing them on, getting them trained up, you know, having the the confidence that they're finding that right person. But when it comes to process, it tends to be businesses that are over 2 million or just starting to, to breach that, um, that mark. So our sweet spot is really like three to 8 million that when we're working on processes, we can really gear in and make them profitable. Yeah. Okay. That's awesome. And, and I'll tell you what, the, the, I wrote, I read a book, uh, called, uh, uh, it was by Sam Carpenter. Um, now, now the name of it escapes me, but it's all about building processes. And I think uh, Mike Michalowicz also had one called Clockwork. Uh, but there's a couple books out there about processes. And oh my gosh, the the change that it makes to a business is incredible. Mm -hmm. uh, and you go through different iterations of it too, right? Uh, yeah. Like when, when I was first getting into this, my daughter was working for me and she was in high school at the time. She'd come over to the office after work and I say, okay, open up word and I'm going to teach you how to do this thing. Right. Mm -hmm. And then just had her document every step yeah. uh, and she did. Okay. She was a teenager, you know, she, she did it halfway. Right. Um, but, oh boy, that long winded <laughs> way to say the processes are just amazing. Well, and they, like you said, they, they do change and, you know, it's really 
the level of business that you're at. A startup is going to have very different processes than a $3 million business. And they're going to have different ones than a $15 million business. Yeah. So you always have to keep coming back to it. And once you hit that next level, you have to retweak and then get to the next, the next space. Yeah, you're right. It, it's a, it's an ever evolving thing too, even though you think you have all your processes down. Right. Uh, they, there's something still changes, right? Exactly. It's just uh, us. That's the fun of it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The book, uh, by the way, work the system, uh, is the name of that book. Uh, it, it really, yeah, it really changed my, uh, outlook on how to, how to change from a hobby to an actual business. I think mm -hmm. it's a huge piece of that. So, mm -hmm. uh, all right. So, um, Tell me a little bit about, uh, well, we talked about your main, kind of your target audience, who you think uh, is the most um, able to, to get help from you guys. Uh, mm -hmm. If there was one thing that kind of uh, helped your business start to succeed, what would, what would that be? Mm. Um, it's the organizations I belong to. Um, okay. I am a big believer, even from the family business, I was always in charge of business development and it was the relationships you built, um, that long-term, you know, just keep giving back more and more. So I always align myself in, um, you know, the, the pillars in this industry, um, that are helping other organizations, but again, they're only helping on scratching the surface. They're the big picture of it. And then I come in as a, a secondary approach to put all the pieces together, those nuts and bolts and really tighten it up. So they have tangible action items that they can, you know, use in their business. Awesome. Um, just as a side note, do you offer any uh, coaching or group coaching or anything like that? Or is it always just one-to-one -one with typically with the business owner? Yeah. So I guess that's a part that is unique to us as well. I've been a firm believer for as long as I've been attending conferences that there is always a disconnect between the owner and employee, whether it's communication, whether it's like reality of what's happening in their business, you know, the yeah. owner tends to be a little bit more step back. So I'm not the coach that only works with the owner, I work with the team as well. So whatever the, you know, we'll have a one-on-one, -on -one, for example, and uh, once a month, and then I'll have a team um, group meeting that gets everyone talking, or I'll work with a couple of, you know, departments, couple of people within the team, because I want to make sure my message, our message is getting translated all the way from the owner to the rest of the organization. So it's a group effort. Yeah. Again, back to EOS. I think that's a big part of that, uh, making sure that everybody is talking to everybody, right? Yes, uh, exactly. That's awesome. So you have a, a, a monthly team meeting and that gets everybody together. Uh, how often are the owners uh, eyes wide because they didn't realize <laughs> all these things were happening? <laughs> Always. <laughs> <laughs> always, you know, it's, it's kind of funny. Like, I feel like a proud mom sometimes when I, you know, I just came back from a conference and just to hear those stories of, well, I used to be like this as a leader, but now I know how to do this. And, you know, it's just like, yes, you're getting it. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. So along those lines, what is something that you see business owners kind of um, regularly making mistakes around? 
um, excuses, um, you know, for themselves, the team, whatever, you know, there's, um, I talk a lot about the phrases that kill leadership. Um, and it's things like, I don't have time. Guess what? No one has time. Your yeah. employees don't have time. You don't have time. I don't have time. We got to make time. So that is just an excuse to me or to yeah. saying to their team, you know, I've told them a thousand times. That's an exaggeration. What are you doing? <laughs> you know, how did you tell them? It, do you have it in writing? You know, yeah. did you have multiple checkpoints on goals? And, you know, so it's not letting their own um, excuses get in their way of making a tangible change to something. I love that. Yeah, that's that's really good. Uh, what has been your biggest challenge? You're listening to the Marketing Pains Podcast. We'll be right back after this break. This episode of Marketing Pains is sponsored and underwritten by my own company, Window Treatment Marketing Pros. First of all, thank you so much for taking time out of your day today to listen to the podcast. I really do appreciate it. And I hope that you're gaining some knowledge, tidbits, uh, good information that will help your business grow. Window Treatment Marketing Pros is the only digital marketing company that works specifically with window treatment and awning companies around the U.S. We handle entire digital marketing campaigns from website design to SEO and more. With over 23 years of experience in the digital marketing arena, we can help your business get more website traffic, leads, and phone calls. We work with businesses that are experiencing significant growth or businesses that want to experience significant growth. And we have plans to fit most of those companies. If you're ready to invest in your business, you want the phone to ring more, and you have the resources to handle that growth, please schedule a short discovery call with me at wtmarketingpros.com strategy. I'd love the opportunity to talk with you about your business, your vision for the future, and your ultimate goals for your company. Schedule that today, and I look forward to meeting you. In the meantime, back to today's episode. I love that. Yeah, that's that's really good. Uh, what has been your biggest challenge with promoting your business? Um, fear, I would say, the fear of the business owners, because in a big corporation, you know, the the ones that um, are not a lot of times in the design business, a big corporation, they have systems in place. They realize that to find one person, it's going to take 40 hours to do it. Or if they want the person to be successful, they have to train them. But so many times the small business owners come back to me and they're like, well, I'm afraid that if I, you know, you find someone, they're not going to work out okay, well, what are you doing to make sure that they work out? You know, we'll find you that great person. But if you don't train them, if you don't care to review them and coach them long-term, then yeah, they're not going to work out. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's something else uh, that you brought up is training. Uh, Do you, do you help business owners find the right training for their current employees too? 
Yeah, so I um, part of the training program, there's a lot of different types of topics that can happen, but the most popular is new hire training. And we take a combination of topics. So for example, if I'm working with a window covering business, usually they want a little bit of window covering product training and a little bit of like sales training or customer service, whatever that role is, we get them trained on their role. And a part of that is not just what they're showing up for us to train them on, but we give the manager a guideline that says, okay, when they're not with us, because that's going to be three out of the five days a week, you need to get them in the field with you, your installer, your vendors. So it's a, a guideline to make the training more comprehensive and make everyone accountable to making that employee successful. Oh, that's great. Do you guys provide that training yourself or do you point them to other resources to get that done? It depends. So, you know, if it is within our wheelhouse, we do that ourselves. It's either on-site training or online via Zoom. Um, it's, you know, either one-on-one -on -one or as, you know, many team members you want, but it's not like multiple companies. I, I think that's what's kind of different too, is I'm working with one company on their stuff, you know, their, their focus and not having kind of that mastermind approach where there's multiple companies in the same learning environment. Sure. Yeah, it's a good situation to have that kind of like that group coaching, but at the same time, it's not super specific, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, so, you kind of need both, to, yeah. in my opinion. You know, it's education is something that you need a lot of different ways to educate. You know, everyone learns differently and they need repetition. So the more you can provide that, the more successful someone is. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and people also uh, implement things at different uh, uh, timings, I guess yeah. is a good way to say it, right? <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> like I put baseboards in my house a year ago, but I still haven't nailed them to the wall, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm really good at implementing things 90% of the way mm -hmm. uh, and really bad at that, you know, that finishing up. Mm -hmm. uh, but that, I think that all goes back to, like you said, the different personality types, uh, that are, that are out there and how they implement things really helps as well too. Exactly. And understanding that for your employees, that they're all different. They have different personality types and they're going to handle the same thing in a little bit different ways every time. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Awesome. Uh, well, this is a marketing podcast, so I do want to get some marketing questions in for you. Um, what kind of, uh, marketing trends or tactics do you see businesses doing that you wish you could take advantage of? So um, I am a big believer in those relationships. Um, so, you know, I see um, a lot of businesses doing groups and um, campaigns through social media and stuff like that. And we're getting closer and closer to that, dabbling in that, that world um, since I've always been face-to-face. -face, now it's got to be digital too. But right. um, I want to create a community that is, you know, the behind the design world of, you know, information. Oh, that sounds awesome. So people can log in and get past trainings, all that kind of stuff, like a membership type area. Yeah. Or just even ask, you know, their questions. Like we have a client that, um, I love, love what he does with Facebook groups. Um, you know, just the, the title of his group and he has created this community in his area that, you know, he has so many members and I just became a member just to see what it's all about. And it's amazing. Like, yes, he's involved, but 
his members are doing it for him. You know, they're engaging for him. And I, I feel like we could build that community. Yeah. Yeah. Especially with your expertise. I think a lot of people would, uh, would definitely be interested in that. Mm-hmm. You should do that. <laughs> <laughs> That's my advice for today. <laughs> <laughs> that is a fourth quarter goal, Will. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's awesome. Hey, let's talk about that real quick. Do you do, um, do you do quarterly goals? You said like big goals, rocks, if you will. Yes. Uh, and then do you help, uh, your clients do the same thing? Yeah. Um, I, um, every year have this kind of method with our team, um, that I try to utilize with our, our clients as well. Um, we're actually coming right up on it. I just sent an email out to the team yesterday to start thinking about goals for next year. Cause next month we're going to do a brainstorm session where okay. all of us come together. We throw all of our ideas, what's going to move the business forward. Then I analyze it and come back to them in December and say, all right, Here's the top 10 that we want to do. And here's how it's going to be broken out into quarters for the following year. And then when it's broken into quarters, we build that down to um, individuals and monthly. So each individual on the team has one thing that's going to contribute to the bigger goal that is going to move us forward. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, And that is an exercise that every business owner should do. Yes. Uh, that is amazing. Uh, I was in one of those one time and, and we just had uh, post-it notes and we just, everybody, no idea could be bad. Mm-hmm. You know, we put them all up there and then started kind of filtering through those. Uh, that was a lot of fun. Yeah. And you find patterns in that, you know, you find that first of all, your team may be really passionate about something you didn't even know about, right. but they have these great ideas like Pixar's, I think it's Pixar's motto that says um, everyone has a slice of genius. And I, I fully believe that. So take all of that genius in one place. It doesn't have to be the weight of, you know, their shoulders on the owner, let your team come to the table with some goals and then pick your favorites. And then you, yeah. you got a plan. Yeah, that's, that's great. Uh, what has been one of the biggest challenges with um, you promoting your business? Um, it's so I always talk to my brand manager about, you know, of course you would use like the term target customer, um, but where do those target customers live? And, you know, when you think about the window covering industry, when I think about it, there's two types of folks out there. There's the legacy folks that have been doing it for a very long time, and they're not always on social media. So where do they live? Where where are they at? How do we reach them? And those that are on social media, trying to get them to convert to action, you know, not just doom scrolling and going, oh yeah, that looks good. So right. it's, it's capturing the attention of those two different types of targets and really getting them to the next step. Yeah, that's, uh, that's inter- interesting you say that. I always tell uh, our clients, when they start asking about social media, you know, it it depends on the platform too, because Mm -hmm. Facebook people are looking at babies and cats. They're Mm -hmm. not looking for, you know, their next set of draperies. (laughs) So you have to kind of interrupt, right? So maybe it's not the best method. There might be other platforms that are better for that. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then, like you said, where are people kind of actually hanging out is a, is a good thing to know as well. So Mm -hmm. good. Um, what about, uh, the window covering and the shading industry as a, as a, uh, kind of high level, 
what kind of uh, trends or changes are you seeing uh, that we should be paying attention to? Um, niching. I think that in the last two years is the biggest conversation at every conference is how do you chisel out your own niche that you're not spreading your octopus hands in all different directions. And then, you know, Jack of all trades, master of none. If you just get fine tuned in, in the thing that you're really good at, that is part of my processing too. Like just, just do the one thing that you're good at. The rest of it's easy. You know, if you keep trying to reinvent the wheel every time, that's where stress creeps in. That's where, you know, time management gets off and all that. Just do what you're good at over and over and over again, and you'll be fulfilled. Yeah. What would be an example of that? So like a, like a company that only does shutters. Yeah. So shutters or like, um, even the, the target of like, um, pricing, let's say. So, you know, I'll have some clients that say, well, you know, I just, I need to get the job. I need to get the sale. You know, I need, I need the money coming in, but where's that money coming from? Did that person discount you so much that when you make one error, you're actually not even breaking, even you're in the red yeah. or, you know, are you working with this upper echelon of clients that they may be more high maintenance and a, a pain to you, but can you service them and make more profitability? choose one you know you can't be everything to all people yeah uh it's funny you mentioned niching because i mean my business is literally window treatment marketing pros who thought that <laughs> that, that 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 niche needed its own marketing you know company right. uh, but it has really set us apart from a lot of the other companies uh that are more generalist and i was what we call a generalist agency for many years uh, we'd take any, we'd take a, a mattress company and a divorce lawyer and, you know, anybody that came along that wanted to give us money. Um, but you're right, niching down, especially, uh, I love that idea of niching down inside the industry. Uh, that's, that's really smart. Um, so uh, talking about your business, what was like one of your worst marketing ideas that you ever had? <laughs> so, you know, I was talking about um, building a community, right? Yeah. Well, we tried to, to do a Facebook group and um, I shut it down really quickly because it took like a month for me. I don't know. It was probably a dream that came to me waking up and I was like, oh my gosh, what am I doing? Um, the group was basically this job board and where everyone can come to the job. And if it's candidates, they're saying, I'm looking for a job or, you know, business owners, I'm looking for someone. And it dawned on me that if I'm creating this tight knit group of people looking for work, just like an Indeed or whatever, sounds great. Yeah. But then who is paying for our services <laughs> to find them someone, <laughs> they can just get connected and find each other through this group. So um, quickly pivoted, put a pause on that and restructuring what that community looks like, because we can't just give it away. You know, it's, yeah. it's something that I can't help other businesses if I'm giving away the farm. <laughs> yeah. So do you have that group kind of restructured and is it up now or? It's so it's still kind of dormant. Um, I just was meeting with the, the brand manager to come up with what that, that, um, target is going to be we have a couple different ideas on it um but nothing nailed concrete yet it's okay cool okay border. when you when you do come up with that let me know i'll add that to our show notes for sure so i will yeah for sure. okay uh so let's go the other direction uh if money were no object what is the craziest marketing stunt that you'd like to do 
So it kind of goes back to why I wanted Behind the Design open in the first place. Um, because of my teaching background, um, I see a, um, I'm going to be a little uh, uh, dramatic for a second. I see a really big problem coming around the corner and it's business owners retiring without a succession plan in place and um, installers, specific tradesmen that are going to be retiring, that there is no people in the pipeline that have the same sort of skill set. And so I had this brainstorm this idea years ago that I wanted to create a trade school for interior design where yes there's interior design school you go to college for that whatever but just like cosmetology school you learn tangible nuts and bolts ways to sell window coverings to install you know window coverings to install furniture and things like that we could create a trade school that's going to help even you know the the country get these skill gaps solved, then it kind of would create this beautiful grouping of people that I can just cherry pick and go, okay, you know, Will, you're an amazing person. I want to put you in this company. Let me make that connection. And then the company has a skilled person ready to go in their, you know, to, to work with them. So money was no object. I'd be opening my school tomorrow. <laughs> Oh, I love that. That's a that's a great one. That's really good. Uh, okay. Um, so thank you for uh, sharing everything today. Is there anything that I didn't ask you about that you wanted to cover? Um, I, I feel like there's always a million and a half things, but this is definitely a good snapshot at, you know, ways that um, we can help the industry. Okay. Awesome. Um, so if people want to learn more about your business, uh, where would they go? We would go on our website, which is gobehindthedesign.com. Um, and then we are on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Awesome. That's that's great. And they can just type in behind the design. Behind the designer. Yeah. Instagram is go behind the design. Um, but LinkedIn and uh, Facebook both are behind the design. Okay. And uh, for people that are listening today, is there any kind of special offer that you have? Yes. So of any of the services that we have um, in those three different departments, recruiting, training, or consulting, um, we are offering $250 off any service um, right now. Love it. That's that's very generous of you. I appreciate that. Absolutely. So they just mentioned marketing pains and they're and yep. Mentioned marketing pains or I love Will or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Uh, well, listen, thank you so much, Jessica, for your time today. I definitely appreciate it. Uh, as a listener, uh, please check out uh, Behind the Design and uh, Jessica's stuff. She's got some great stuff out there. So I uh, appreciate you listening. And uh, obviously, uh, we, we would love it if you would subscribe to the podcast. If you're not currently a subscriber, listen to uh, all the other episodes and we've got more coming down the line. So I uh, appreciate everybody uh, listening today. And Jessica, I really appreciate your time as well. Thanks so much, Will. Thanks, everyone. I hope to, to meet you all soon. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Take care. Thank you. You've been listening to the Marketing Pains Podcast, where window treatment and awning business owners and industry experts share marketing information that helps you reach more customers. 
please leave us a review on iTunes or your favorite podcast platform and get all of our show notes at wtmarketingpros.com slash podcast.